Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to View with Mike G, the show of life, the show of Prince, the monkeys, questions sourced from previous guests. That's right, this is episode 201. I didn't think I would make it here. It's been two and a half years of talking, sharing, sipping with some of the greatest people I've ever met. It's been a life-defining and life-changing experience for me, of which I cannot tell you how grateful and how thankful I am to be able to talk to these people and to be able to share these moments. And this is a special episode in the fact that, you know, for episode 100, we learned a little bit more about me. Yes, self-centered perhaps, but this time I wanted to turn the tables yet again and take some questions from previous guests. So I had the wonderful co-host, Mr. Sheed Barrett of Seven Grand and Las Perlas, Austin a good mate, we sipped some Maker's Mark and we just kind of chatted through some of these questions, chatted about life. And I think we worked through some things here. I know this helped me work through some things. And I think that maybe I could shed some kind of light on some of these questions that people are asking themselves. And I can drop a lot of F-bombs doing it. It's like my house, man. It's my show. So I felt free to do so. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this chat with myself and Sheed Barrett fielding some questions from previous guests. That's, I mean, that kind of leads into one of these guys. I'm looking, um, so, uh, Mike Rogers from uh, Balcones. Oh, yeah, Mike. Yeah. Um, basically, is essentially what we're talking about, which is, is your ability to put a guest at ease and open up a natural ability or something that you had to learn along the way. And if it's learned, then, you know, how did you learn did it? You learn? It's like, I really, that's a... I think that was a great question. Yeah. Like, well, because, so, you know, in, in all fairness, so I asked people that had been on the show because they'd been exposed to an hour of me braiding them and questioning them, interrogating and all of that. But yeah. Mike, he'd listened to the show for kind of forever. And we finally got to sit down and chat after the the food festival, you know, the one C3 puts on. Yeah. And that was a great chat. But so he's very thoughtful. And so all I, you know, I thought about this thing. And I keep, when I talk about podcasting or when I talk about interviewing people and being in these moments with them, it's something I like to call emotional equity. Yeah. Right? So you offer up a little bit of yourself. And you offer up something that is potentially really personal. Now, it doesn't have to be so self-effacing. You're talking about deep depression or anything like that. But I'm here to say, you know, I'm going to put something out there. You can return the volley or not. And that's really up to you. That's the concept or that's the way in which I try to engage with people. But ultimately, my mom is completely disarming. She has this innate ability to to just... (laughs) That's it, you know, and yeah. so you, she'll ask you something that you would have never thought yourself, and perhaps you're ask, asking yourself, why is this woman asking me this question? Yeah. But you'll answer it. 
because you know you're not being judged and she just has this look she's like i just yeah, that's whatever yeah i'm just i'm just interested yeah and in you so i don't know if it's something that you can learn you can always learn to listen but super difficult to do these days right <laughs> everybody's yeah. yeah everybody's got an opinion everybody's got something to say of um, course but more it's like the investment in your belief of what you're saying is may outweigh in, in most cases some i mean just it's just a it's a byproduct of stubbornness i think right but you know what if you listen and you let other people deflate in a sense get that energy out there get maybe what is anger aggression tension out yeah then you can truly talk because if they're coming from a point in which it's me versus you you versus me conversely that's always different that's always more difficult so asking a question that isn't rote that isn't about how do you like working at blah 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 yeah. <laughs> right like once you go sell, just to, sell sell right sell 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 then it becomes a little more real so to mike's question I really don't know if there's anything that anybody can learn to be able to connect with people, but something we can all get better at and something that we all can learn to do much more effectively is just fucking listen. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. That's it. Here, I will say that I do have a question on the side note. Yeah. Like, have you ever, in all in all of these that you've done, I've always wondered this because I haven't listened to them all. Yeah. But um, some people that you have interviewed I thought were intriguing and I still never got around to listening to them. But have you ever, have you ever been in a situation where someone has actually been less personal or less open or even, um, a bit of a, uh, like a, like more, less personal and yeah. maybe more, um, more like industry wall right. kind of like, sure. a, almost sterile. Yeah. Like, yes. Here I am. My name is, so and so, and I'm working for you know shit Bob McGee Distillery, and right. and it's like very like you're like hey man, tell me about what's your favorite jam, you know like and you're like and, you know I mean you ever had anything like that? Mm. So <laughs> much like the Watergate tapes, the people I don't know if they've even been able to hear them as to this day. These conversations occurred, and we're all kind of wondering what the fuck we're yeah, talking well, yeah. about. So I have eight. And a half minutes of a conversation <laughs> that was so grueling, so superficial, and intensely impersonal. And it wasn't with someone from the brand ambassador side. It wasn't from someone that's on the hospitality side. Because you know what? Those people are incredible. And they know how to connect because that's their fucking job. Yeah. This was a journalist. Ah, and guarded, then, I imagine. Insanely guarded. Nothing mattered. Nothing was important. It was all just a big joke, and it's not cool enough to talk about. But to top that off, and yes, there's eight minutes of this tape that I have, and someday I won't say who it is, and I'll slow down the vocal, and you, everybody can kind of interpret it them for themselves. But ultimately, this person called me a misogynist. And nice. said that I was perpetrating the male agenda. Yeah, and so I'm like, have you heard of any of this stuff? You know, I know what I don't know, and I really want to go into situations I'm uncomfortable and I'm familiar with because that's how I'll learn. 
But it's been every kind of person, man. It doesn't really matter. And this was, that was the only instance. 200 and uh, probably 20 interviews, right? This will be 200, but I've got plenty of backstock. Yeah. This was the only one. I hit the space bar and I said, we're not doing this. And she looked at me and she said, what, you're ending this? And I said, yeah, you're not giving me anything. This is like a horrendous date. Wow. We're calling it now. I felt real nervous doing that because I've never done that with anybody, ever. But it was the best decision I made out of 220 damn. fucking episodes, dude. Damn, yeah, it was damn, insane. Damn. So there is, again, eight minutes of tape. Oh, man. I can't imagine. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just trying to envision that kind of that kind of language oh, and you just sit here like... Dude, mm. can you imagine... Was she here? No, I was oh, okay. remote. But can Oof. you imagine us having a moment in which I have to say, Sheet, I can't talk to you anymore, man. Yeah. I gotta go. This is not it's working. fucked up. I mean, you have to be... I mean... Think about how difficult this conversation would have to escalate to. What kind of level? It'd be <laughs> oh my ins- God. It's insane. It's like I just be like hit the space bar to start it and be like, hey, man, I think Charlottesville was a great idea. And you're like, <laughs> fucking idiot. You're out of here. Like, what? Oh, my God. Uh, even no. then, I'd be like, let's talk about yeah. this a you little bit. Yeah. Right? Can, we, can, can we just peel that layer of the onion back for a second and just, can we just slowly say that? Right. Yeah. So, but yes, yes, it's, it's strange that that happened. Oh, man. Oh, that's crazy. Um, all right. Uh, you know what? That leads. Here's a. Here's a. Here's a. I'll throw you a looper here. Mm. Um, how many? How many people have left with a bigger impression, or in other words, like the most impacted or changed your opinions or beliefs on a specific topic or yeah. subject matter? I'll tell you the the one thing. Being the the kind of kid that really was solitary aquarius is or like that but also i moved all the time so i was very introspective right and reflective and i didn't necessarily want to connect with people because i thought i had all the answers i still in some sense get that stubborn where i think i do so not that it was a particular person but what i realized is in having the ability and the privilege of spending an hour or an hour and a half with somebody that i had a preconceived notion about yeah I am always fucking wrong. So this is the thing is that I would say, well, this person must be like this. We always, we want to put people hey, in man, boxes. Assumptions are the mother of all fuck ups. Right. They really are. And you think that that's the right way to kind of process things. But ultimately, I am open to everyone now. I don't care what they appear like on social media because sometimes that's a, a flavor of reality for us and how we perceive these oh, people. Yeah. But no, everybody with that one exception, has been just lovely. People are lovely. And people, if they can tell you really want to have an honest moment with them, whether it's from across the bar or whether it's from across this power play seat thing that we're looking at here. Yeah, this is, this is still badass, by the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're, you've got the driver's yeah. seat. That, that was the thing. So if there was any bigger message or bigger motivation to distill from all this thing, is that is people will always surprise you. And they always surprise you in the greatest of ways. So let them surprise you. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, um, yeah, and I think it just, I, to speak to that, to my own personal experience, just, I just remember being like, I remember the first, say the first 20 minutes we were chopping. Yeah. I just remember being like, in my head, I'm like, what? Like, it was almost like we're talking, we're having fun. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, I guess it probably took me about twenty minutes before I forgot there was a microphone in front of me. Absolutely. And we were just, it was just kind of like, 
And I think, and, and, and collectively, I think we maybe, uh, maybe spoke about work, maybe. Sure, a little bit. Like, I don't know, 10 But that minutes. doesn't define us, right? No, not at all. Which yeah. was, that was great. I mean, I still, you know, I mean, that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and I think that I'm, I'm glad that other people, I remember like, man, have you, Mike's, Mike's trying to interview me and they're like, what's going on with that? I'm like, man, this, and I, just remember, I remember being like, <laughs> I remember feeling like that initially. Yeah. But then after that, I'm like, fucking talk to him, man. It's yeah. a fucking blast. Are you kidding me? You just get to chop it up and drink. Yeah. I mean, we do that anyway. Yeah. But, just, you know? but it's quiet here. We have safety. That, that's one thing that I think is a really great value to this whole thing is that no one's going to get hurt here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing at stake except the ability to connect better and more deeply with somebody. And yeah. that's really important, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, that's, it's, uh, with with the ease in which you do it i like i'm envious because it's even even as somebody in the hospitality industry yeah. and then just i mean you don't it's more often than not you deal with people across the stick um where even as your job to read them yeah they don't want to be fucked with totally you know but you're just trying to give them a little brightness you know like it doesn't sure. matter it could be four ounces of love in a glass or just you know, or just chop it up like, hey, man, you look like ass. Like, what happened to you today? Like, right. But just being a human and not being, you know, there's, I just, I, but there's something to be said for that in terms of how effective you've, you've done it, especially with me. Like, we've just, just been genuinely organic yeah. from from the jump. But, I don't know, it's, it's, it's great, man. Just ask, ask what you're thinking. Don't ever be afraid to go a little bit further. You know? Yeah. Are you going to eat that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want that? Is that yours? <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, um, uh, Doctor Nicholas Morgan has got a good one for you. Love Doctor um, Nick. Yeah. He wonders on your view on golden ages, old versus new, and if there was a golden age you could live in, what and which would it be? So we, Doctor Nick, who I hope I can call. A friend, you know, we we hung out when I went to London recently, and he's somebody that I immediately just kind of connected with. Seeing the fucking clash in the seventies, I mean, any any dude that actually has done that, amazing, right? Yeah, and he's been with Diageo for over twenty six years. It's an incredible thing. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we talked about this concept of the golden age and what is ultimately the bedrock of the Trump administration is that it it's that make America great again insinuating that it hasn't been so yeah. great but like, then okay what was ever wrong with it in the first that, place that's right so let's go when was it good 60s not really for some people right <laughs> yeah. it was 30s <laughs> no 40s not, yeah. yeah like yeah. So, yeah so it's one of these concepts where i keep going back and I try to think about at least for me what was a great period and you know i am an 80s kid i got to understand things i got to understand sexuality i got to understand music art film all during the 80s so my whole frame of mind about aesthetic is basically from the 80s. You think about Depeche Mode, you think about John Carpenter, of which it just comes about, you know, comes back, Stranger Things, and you've got Survive yeah. and all these guys doing this stuff. So the 80s for me, even though I didn't see the underbelly necessarily, the seedy underbelly of greed and capitalizing on yuppiness, I didn't see that because I was a kid. To me, that's an amazing period of time, both cinematically and musically and it's just i can't i'm forever influenced by that and 
golden era i don't know i was never married i was never in love in the 80s because i was too young but fucking probable real probable yeah sean yeah i mean yeah there's so many like daryl hannah and wall street you've got all the the like kind of demure women that are battling serial killers in the 80s and shit i mean that's where i kind of developed my aesthetic and attraction for people just in general it's insane man I, I would, yeah, you could you could easily colorize the 80s as probably one of the most influential and creative. Totally. You know, I mean, going back to our first conversation, we were talking about poltergeists. It's just like, I mean, come on. Man. Poltergeist. Yeah. Where, when else? By the way, that 81, 80 fucking one, that movie. 81? No, it's 84. Poltergeist is, is er, anyway, so this is a point of, <laughs> point of <laughs> stuff I don't ever get into, like, on the, yeah. on the mic, but. But suffice it to say, the guy who directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre ultimately gets a chance to make a Hollywood movie. Spielberg says, you got the tone right, but I'm going to come in and tweak a little bit. But you have this perfect collaboration of eeriness, music, or not, well, just soundtrack. No, the fucking soundtrack was crazy in that film. Crazy, crazy shit, dude. Yeah. Strings with the apparition coming down the stairs. Oh, Oh, fucking man. Come on. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah, I I definitely, I could could respond to that. So 80s, definitely. Um... I could see you uh, if if there was a way to cycle loop from like eighty to eighty nine. I could definitely uh, that is uh, that would be my pick. Um, what? Uh, Wait, th- real quick to end that question. Three yeah. words: pump. Oh, sorry, four words: pump up the volume. <laughs> D- done. Christian Slater at his best. It epitomizes the eighties. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Oh man. Pump up the volume. So good. Um, mm, let's see. Ooh, Lynn House. I'm having help. Yeah, Lynn. Let's go. Ooh, this is a heavy one, man. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the pitch. <laughs> uh, uh, name a person you have never met that you consider a mentor. And how did that person influence you? So someone that I was able to interview that I had never met that influenced me. Is that kind of? I think that's what Lynn yeah. was kind of asking. Well, so I've heard many stories about Tomas Estes prior to meeting him. The kind of man that he is, how loving, how liberal, but not in a pejorative way, but just open to the world. That fucker dude, he needs he needs a fucking halo around that. <laughs> just, he just walks around with like right. What's the, what's with the cat with the rest of laurels? Like, oh, that's Tomas. Don't fuck with him. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I didn't really get just from people you know what is ultimately hearsay i didn't get the full understanding of what that man's like in person to peel through layer of layer of love of experience of ultimately this incredible depth and spirituality so i had two episodes with tomas at different times in my life and at different times in his life and i i left both of those times feeling completely mentally purged really? as if as if some clarity had descended upon my mind he, what was it from like from his from his attitude like this is this yeah. how he handled himself or? yeah well it's this sage-like quality that he has that just he speaks intentionally everything he's trying to say he's thought about so many times and he can articulate it in a way that only an eloquent speaker and a man of maturity can do. So it's like talking to Lincoln, right? A man that's no, passionate I mean, 
but but think of Lincoln if Lincoln was a philosopher. That's kind of the gravitas of chatting with Tomas. And I had two, of course, two completely different experiences. One of which was really early in the morning at a hotel, and then one of which was upstairs in a lowly lit, basically a dining room of a restaurant, and it was aesthetically beautiful, and the mood was just slightly dark. But not dark in terms of negativity, but just pensive. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you hinge on every one of his fucking words. And I will tell Tomas this and we'll, we'll talk about it, but he has a life worth capturing. And I've only luckily been able to capture maybe two hours with him. No, I've, I mean, I've been in awe at it. I mean, it's, it's been, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, right. I felt bad for him. I remember... Um, when I say that, I just mean like to speak to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I was in, oh man, was it San Francisco? No, it might've been tales two years ago. And, um, he was doing an event and he was just finishing up and I was standing like, I'd, I'd seen him, like there's so many people trying to shake his hand and talk yeah. to him and yeah. I was just like, oh man, I just want to chop it up. But. He looks tired, you know. I was just like, "Fuck." Yeah, he's seventy-two and, now. Yeah. So. So I remember. I remember just. I just tapped him. I was like, "Hey, man, I just want to thank you. That was really brilliant." He was like, "Oh," and and literally just was like, "I'm thinking this dude is ready to leave." You know, like he this cat has been. He's been in it for right. a minute on this event, and and uh, he literally we he, I don't want to say entertain me, but but just he definitely he was like, "Hey, man, what are you what are you into? What are you feeling?" Like he was very like. He is connected to people. And where some people are too busy, they can't make time for you in that moment. Tomas gives you his entire attention. Yeah. And you feel intimacy with a man you've never met. You feel a connection to a larger goal, like a larger paradigm, a larger perspective on the universe. And those are very special things for me that I use the word recharge. They recharge perhaps my faith in people, but they certainly recharge my understanding of how the universe works and how I'm just kind of existing in it. Would you say that you have to be, do you often recharge? Are you, are you, is that, are you that fortunate? Like, I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess it's. Yeah, right. You know, she, something I've been kind of battling with lately is that if you talk to the living vicariously either through people or through a, a TV show or a movie, right? These are things that are normal, right? Right. You listen to a song, you kind of dive in it, and you kind of imagine the time and place, especially if it's a live recording. I, I'm developing a little bit of a strange dichotomy because I am asking everybody these deep and personal questions, and I feel like they're really putting a lot on the line. But selfishly, again, maybe even while we're chatting tonight, beyond like this being a great accomplishment, I don't feel like I've got an outlet. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. And, and when you, it's it's not one sided. That's not the right way to because it no, is an exchange for sure. But it's not going to make for a good podcast if someone's asking me questions every time for an hour, and it's not easy to do. So. I'm just trying to build that balance because I'm selfishly really feeling recharged and I almost crave that that connection with people. Yeah. And that's why uh, maybe even obsessively I'm going and doing these episodes and just putting out content as much as I can. Yeah, I mean I I just I hope you don't think that 
Um, I mean, your efforts go unnoticed for sure. For I mean, firstly, I just don't. But I, I also think that, uh, yeah, I could, I could see where you're getting. <laughs> right. The tank is full, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you have, and it's like you have a lot to respond to, and it's almost like it's a. Uh, I can imagine you even being at one point maybe like, like somebody leaves the room, you yeah. know, like and and they're gone, and you're kind of like, fuck, I could have, I should have said this, or I should have asked that question. It's almost right. like. You know, like when you're when you're about to square off in in the in the you know at recess, yeah, and you're talking, you're shit talking each other in a fight, and then all of a sudden you walk away, you're like, oh shit, man, I could have said this, I could have put his mom down like that, it's you know, like the best way to succinctly put that feeling. You watch Seinfeld? Oh man, don't don't hate me, but no, no, it's fine. Okay, the jerk store. <laughs> it's a, a quip comeback that George thinks of after everybody's left the fucking room. I try not to punish myself too much for thinking, oh, man, I should have asked this and that because this is a moment. And in a way, I feel like this is improvisational or riffing off of each other. Right. And whatever comes of that is a true testament to the moment itself. So, yeah, maybe there's a couple of things I meant <laughs> to ask. I go in, but ultimately is still in- insanely fulfilling. Yeah. Well, I guess I could ask you this, too. Um, Trevor from Rika. Oh, Trevor, yeah. Yeah, just totally... Kind of bleeds into what we just talked about in terms of what motivates you to to continue to interview more and more and more and more. Yeah, and I guess I guess maybe that's it. Some of that some of that's in there. Yeah, I mean it's a little there, there is a little bit of self centeredness and that I feel recharged by talking to other people. But you know what? Like the thing that maybe I have or have not said about this whole project and doing this and continue to do it is that who else is here doing this? Who is chronicling the lives? at this most amazing point in time in this industry, in art, you know? <clears throat> yeah, I don't think, um, not this way. Not this way. No. And it's all brand stuff. It's like, oh, what brand do you work for? What cocktail do you want to make us? What's the ingredients, you know? Well, I don't think it's even being archived in that fashion. I mean, yeah. it's no, apart it's true, from, true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, apart from like a, a, you know, social media post, right? you know, with like, oh, most imaginative bartender. And yeah. Like, but, you know, but it's not even... In terms it's transactional. Of like, like, I want to build a repository. You want to know a guy? Like, you want to actually know a guy? You want to know yeah. Tomas? You want to know Carlos Camarena? Like, go listen to the interview. You, this is re- These are research materials or reference books. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the, kind of the point. Is Of course, I want to have these moments. But because so many people are so goddamn interesting, it's have lived these just charmed lives of which they've got so many things that they've accomplished. Like, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? You know what I mean? I mean, it's, uh, I, you know how it is, man. There's so many people that have brilliant ideas. Right. And it's, it's, it's kind of, I mean, even for me, not to bring this about me, but no, just no. The, the experience of, of going, you know what, man, I'm going to write a book. Right. Which is incredible. Yeah. Which we will absolutely revisit because I yeah. want to talk about it. Well, but but, it's, but, you, but the idea just was like yeah fuck yeah I'm gonna do that yeah. and then it was almost like and and then then the work starts and then you're kind of like okay this is this is this is impossible in right. in some in some respects because you're I, like I stressed out I stressed way I way stressed out yeah uh, probably three months in because of the fact that I just every time every fucking sentence that I wrote I was like. Adam Harris is going to read this. Right. Or like all of my friends, all of my mentors, yeah. you know, like, and that's the weird thing for me to say because these people are more, the people that I was 
more anxious about were people that were people that I see every day or people right. that I have a relationship with personally. So, um, but it, it was daunting and it was like, I, I don't, uh, you know, like the, super nervous about it, but it was just kind of like, of course, going back but, and, so, so here's the thing, either you think about it or you do it, right? So yeah. either you put the pen to the page or you think about why you should put the pen to the page. But for me, what's the risk of just going out and doing it? Right? Maybe I have a bad hour with somebody. Maybe I have an experience that's not as good as many of the rest. Maybe I have to cut off a fucking interview. But if I don't go and do it and put myself at the front line and be exposed, then there's no, there's no point, right? There's right. No, there, we get one chance at this, and of course you can talk about reincarnation and stuff, but right now in this moment, we get one chance. Yeah. You want to spend it on something that you regret later? That you think, I was capable of this thing, but I just couldn't get around it. I was so busy. Fuck that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I re- and that's the thing. What's fucked up is that I think a lot of people relate to that. Totally. And and it's not. You're never it's, too busy it's to not love back, something. Yeah. If you love something, you'll make time for it. Yeah. And I love people. I love my wife. I love my dog. I love spirits. I love you. I love so many people. And this is a, and definitely a thing that I've been imbibed with from Tomas, right? Just. Show it. Yeah. Stop talking about it. Just show that you do. So it, it harkens back to our first conversation where we were just like, you know, what yeah. the fuck are you going to do about it? You right. know, like we're just going in like, right. you know, like you're going to change your Facebook, uh, put the put the fucking meme yeah. over your Facebook profile photo. Like, we believe you, <laughs> you know, like yeah. thoughts and prayers or, you know, whatever. And it's like, okay, can you translate? Is that effort? Or, I mean, yeah. I, I can think about it too, but what are we doing? How constructive can you be? Exactly. So, yeah, I commend you for that, man. It really is. Um, I think that's something that probably should be articulated in the respect that the fact that these are archives yeah. in terms of information. Of course. Because, I mean, how many events have we all been to? Let's say Carlos was Carlos Camarena was, was here or yeah, yeah. Tomas was here. Mm. You know, at the end of those things, you do want to have time. You want to have uh, all individual. you want is yeah. just one-on-one time yeah. to talk about like, their lives what, what would it be like to chop it up with him and have right? a pizza or something and so i am the fucker that chose to do it i didn't ask yeah i'm gonna do this thing and then i ask people if i can talk to them and eventually it gets easier and easier because i've talked to enough people you know oh, yeah man that's how it goes just put in the time it's just like anything else yeah. Sh- just sharpen your tools Sharpen right. your tools. Yeah. I'm digging that, man. Um, what else we got? Oh, um, who do you most wish to have on the podcast that you haven't been able to score? So a few months ago. Denzel doesn't count. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think Denzel and I would get along, actually. Really? Yeah, he, he feels uh, the energy feels different. Now, Chris Pine. Because I was just thinking about Unstoppable, right? Just because we're in a movie yeah. from Tony Scott together. I could, he's got that goofiness. Like, I think I could do it. But Denzel seems insanely serious. And I am a fucking zany, lame brain dude. I'm not really, really that serious. But, so a few months ago, I had the pleasure of interviewing Francois Thibault, the creator of Grey Goose, thanks to Dwayne Fernandez at Bacardi. Again, ask and you shall receive. <laughs> Even if it's at six thirty in the morning and have to, yeah. but amazing experience. So we had dinner the night previous, and no, no other than Mr. Dale DeGroff was at the table. And knowing that I've wanted to interview Dale because he is one of the founding members of this consciousness of this narrative of this whole fucking culture, 
I asked him one question and I knew, I knew he'd have an answer for it. And I've been thinking about this question and question because I really want to talk to Dale. I don't want to talk about cocktails really. I want to talk about him as a New Yorker, him as an actor, him as a man, right? So I said, hey Dale, you don't know me from fucking Adam and that's fine, but did you ever audition for a Scorsese movie? And he says, actually, and I was like, I knew it. They're contemporaries, he and Carvey Keitel. He and Martin Scorsese, right? Yeah. He says, yeah, I interviewed for Mean Streets, <laughs> and I didn't get it. Like, fuck. So that was, in any, if, if nothing else, a teaser for me to dive more in to Dale DeGroff. And he will be in town next month. And I right may be able to secure an hour with the man who's done so much for everybody. We'll see. But that's still the one. That was even last year. That was the kind of the guy that I really wanted to interview. And I've had the pleasure of interviewing other people I never thought would be possible. Like Richard Patterson, for fucking instance, dude. dude. Oh, man. <laughs> Patterson, man. Was, wow. Yeah, it was one-on-one uh, one time with him yeah. where he's telling me, these are good questions. The man who's been interviewed hundreds of times. times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt a little good about that. But, of course, the answer still remains. Maybe until next month at Dale DeGroff. Right on. Yeah. Would you? Okay. So, well, I guess you would. You just answer that in a way. I was just going to ask you, like, do you think, would you lean the conversation the way you ideally would want it to go? Or are you thinking about questions that may, that you think the industry would love to hear? This is about me. I got to be, I mean, (laughs) you know, selfishly, what I want to know somewhat intersects with, I think, what the industry wants to know. And that's that commentary on sociology. That's a commentary on trends, a commentary on yeah. hospitality. But I wouldn't want you to do it. No, but I mean, for me, I'm like, I know you dated famous actresses, Dale. Yeah. I know that you hung out at CBGB's in the 70s. You had to have. Yeah. That's the shit I really want to know about, you know? Man, I I, I hope it happens. And I hope when, <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. Like, yeah. I, I, I really would love to hear that man speak about any, I mean, like something where he's not, he's King not. cocktail. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just, yeah. Because underneath that, man, just his swagger and everything about it, just it leans to something else. Totally. But no one's asking those questions. So. No. And, and maybe it's disinteresting, but a man of that stature and a man that's lived that kind of life in New York who's wrote a play. I mean, I don't, I don't know if people realize this or not, but he's wrote a play. He's a writer. He's an actor. Let's dive into the man himself, man. We're not what we do. We're not our work. So yeah. it's it, someone else also just like this week said, you have to interview Ron Cooper. And I'm like, yeah, I want to. And I'm going to write him a handwritten letter so that I can meet him halfway between Santa Fe and Taos. Yeah. But they're, they think they're like, we'll put you at him and see what you do with Ron. You know what I mean? And I mean, it's kind of a, it's, it's flattering. That people want to hear how I would ask questions of these people. I think, yeah, well, know? I mean, I think it goes back to the way you ask questions. I think <laughs> people are often surprised at how, you know, I mean, I think when we what, the, the, I sat down and we were like, you were like, hey, man, what's your feeling on, you know, beats? And I yeah. was like, what? What? <laughs> what is going on? But I mean, even something more serious, sure. like even, yeah. even asking a personal question and getting a very personal answer followed by more. Yeah. You know, it just, it's not, you can't just end with like, Hey, I'm going to ask you something crazy personal. Like, yeah. tell me about your father and how he treated you as a child. And then right. sometimes you're like, I, ah, you know, fucking, I don't know, just right. kind of an asshole, you know? And then, and, or you get, you get 
you get uh, waterworks, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, holy shit, okay, I, yeah, I've had some waterworks. It's yeah, been, it's been incredible. We've had, yeah, crazy. No, no, I mean that's first the only time I've not broke down, but kind of cracked a little bit. Yeah, you know, behind the mic. So, but there's it's, been some it, others. Yeah, it's been great. It's definitely um, uh, what? Are, oh, there we go. Pass that puppy mm. over here. Drinking the so makers. Me, this is y'all's bottle, yeah. Yeah, man. This is the seven grand makers private select. Only available. <laughs> and we're privately and privately it. selecting it right now into our bellies. Not so bad. Mm. Not so bad at all. See? Another perk. Yeah. To the job. Yeah. Oh, it's a blessing. It is. It's an insane blessing. I, I and what an incredible experience. Those guys. Make, makers is like a fucking Disneyland, man. Yeah. It's uh, for adults. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Mm. Why was there a Mike Myers mask on your coffee table <laughs> when Judah and I were there last time, says Francisco? So one thing to preface the answer is that Francisco and I, it felt like we were arch nemeses. Really? For a long time. What? Yeah, we didn't like each other, and it felt like we didn't like each other, but then it truly became something special, man, and I, I keep in touch with him, and I, I really do consider him a like just a wonderful person. So I'm going to go visit him in Oaxaca very soon because I have to do that. But the Mike Myers mask, well, it's a nice icon for one, and I was, gonna, I was thinking about how I could answer this question and say, well, finally, I'm caught as this man who has ransacked many houses and burglarized people in Mike Myers' mask. That's not the case. In fact, it was a role reversal Halloween costume from two to three years ago, which I played Jamie Lee Curtis. And I had nice. stuffed my bra and was wearing, you know, really nice tug jeans that accentuated my hips. Inappropriately I tight? They, yeah. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. you know, no uh, camel ball or whatever you want to call it when a guy wears really tight jeans. But camel ball yeah okay i guess that would i guess that would work yeah but but yeah so that was it so we we kept it around with the knife it's a play knife and i just i love having stuff that makes me think about john carpenter stuff that makes me think about the fall stuff that makes me think about halloween just kind of around man so we've always connected to that stuff and that's why i mean i i i just sometimes wonder what he thought if he's thinking what the fuck is going on here is this some weird like (laughs) whoa wrong bar buddy (laughs) hold on here we're what gonna is, go. Yeah. yeah. What is happening? No here, one man? died, though. I promise. Yeah. No one died. That you should have like that, and um, like just some cartoons, <laughs> just in the background, and just sit there. Just Animaniacs. Sit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, oh what's my going god! On in here, man. We're like, hey, you know, no, some, they'll leave some. real fast. <laughs> um. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Ooh. Mm. see i okay. like as i'm talking like you get the chance the choice to pick through these questions i know it's crazy these are really good fucking questions not bad um all right you ready for this one mm. mm-hmm. favorite band or album mm. from each decade starting from the 60s fucking dan dude dan dan is amazing that's a fucking man that's a we could be here for days yeah he, <laughs> thank god for dan man he he made me think about a lot of different things. So, but but I try to make it succinct. Obviously, the Beatles were the '60s, but I want to be more specific than that. And the, the record that was insanely influential in terms of production, in terms of vocal harmonies, is Pet Sound '64. Right. So, 
I can't think of another record, maybe the Zombies potentially, but that's really? at 69 for me that really defined that decade okay. in terms of my understanding of You're all saying of that. the Zombies define that decade. Yeah, well, Odyssey and Oracle is a tight tight match for me with Pet Sounds. And okay. then I mean you got Revolver. It's unfair for the Beatles records, so I got to take those off cuz you got Revolver, you got Sgt. Pepper's all in the same fucking spot. So, Edge and Edge with vocal harmonies, especially Odyssey and Oracle, 1969, Zombies, and they didn't ever actually get to play that record. They broke up before it came out, even though they came and did a reunion tour, which is amazing. Or 64, Pet Sounds. Okay. No doubt. 70s? Give it to me. 1977, News of the World, Queens. Just an amazing behemoth of the record with We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions. Yeah, I know. Get Down, Make it's, Love. It's fucking insane. Yeah, it's mind-altering. It's not even... It's totally insane. I, I think you should actually throw that out. <laughs> that shouldn't even count. But nobody like knows that record. They know the singles. A lot of people know that record. They should know that record, but I don't think they do know that record. It's an, an amazing, from Melancholy Blues, Get Down, Make Love. I mean, you have this sonic texture throughout the whole record of which they capture every element of the band they are. Slow ballads, big anthemic rock ballads. I mean, everything. And I... Sang that record a lot as a kid. <laughs> you know, I will say this. This is something I've thought about. Um, I was asked, I don't know, I, I don't know, we were just drinking. Yeah. Maybe a couple of weeks ago, they were like, hey man, what's one band you wished you saw on Soul Train? And my answer was Queen. Holy shit, that would have been incredible. Yeah. I would oh, tore the house down, dude. That's insane. Yeah. I would own that like on a fucking, I'm sure like somebody would be nerdy enough to put that shit on like a laser disc or something. Oh my if that, God. If in fact that did exist, but. Insane. I know, right? Well, so, so 80s. 80s. There's the quintessential record, 1980. Actually, you know, people consider it 1990, and that's fine. So I could go music for the masses. Now, you, I like it how you kind of like hit the keyboard and think that it turns out. No, it's yeah, all good. I'm still like, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, but Violator, for sure. So I'm going to call Violator 89 because it oh. still is reminiscent. So okay. Enjoy the Silence, Depeche Mode. You've got Policy of Truth. In a world in my eyes, like everything that defined my whole sense of pop melody in one record. And Damn. it's only nine tracks and Flood perfected Depeche Mode sound in Violator. 90s is Nevermind, 1991, most influential record of my life. And I don't know if Dan wants 2000s, but it would be Doves, Some City, which is one of the greatest records ever. It's not pop necessarily, but the song structures are yeah. just brilliant. Brit Rock at its Impressive. fucking finest. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you could go through the emo stuff where I got really sad. So, Curse of Domestica, if you wanted to, or Page of the Lions Control, which is one of the greatest, most somber records ever that makes you question your whole life. But we'll stick with some cities. Okay. From Doves. Yeah. Yeah. I. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I, that one surprised me. That's definitely. A, oh, it's such a good record. It's no, perfect. I see. I can see the other ones crafted in you so well when we when we talk about music. Like, yeah. But um, I wouldn't have picked Violator though. What would you pick? No, I'm just saying, I, I'm surprised that you picked, I should say that. I'm oh, surprised you picked Violator. Really? Yeah. Violator is, really? Why? Um, I don't know. I, I felt like it was, um, I mean, I listened to it a lot. I had to. Yeah. Um, that was like pretty much in high school. It's all fucking, I mean, it's all, it's, right. It's but just, I was like only 10 when it, nine or 10 when it came out. So it's like blowing my mind. Violator was 90. It's 90 flat, but 90 I do flat. consider it 80s still. Because it just, it's on the hinge, and maybe Dan will be contentious about it. Probably not, but fuck, dude. Yeah, I was a sophomore in high school. 
God damn it. Uh, oh, man. Um, ooh, okay. This is, oh. Ooh, this might be a little funky. Mm. What, what's the common tie and all of the, all of the people in the booze world? Mm. Um, we are all so different, but there are one or two qualities that stand out in making someone great at what they do. Yeah. I don't know if that's, is that a question? Yeah. Um, Who is that? That's Anne Weiss. Oh, from, uh, from Campari. Campari. Yeah. So, it's pretty simple, actually. If you can allow yourself to be vulnerable and allow yourself to reveal things that maybe make you uncomfortable, yeah, that makes you successful. You have to understand how we, we're all flawed and you have to understand how things need to be worked on, man whether it's from childhood, whether it's from adulthood, whether it's marriage, whatever yeah. it is, owning a business, once you can say, yep, I'm here, I'm being transparent, that is a predictor of greatness, I assure you. You can't imagine someone like Tomas not answering a question. Like, I don't feel like answering that. Would never, yeah, be fucking weird. ever happen. Yeah. So be self-effacing, be vulnerable, and there really is a little risk, so just do it. Man, wow. That's a great question. Too. Yeah, it was. Just because I read it and was like, huh, what is, what is the connectivity? What's, our, what's the connective tissue between us all? Is it, it's just, I think it's just the love. It, it just not even, so. not even to the booze. Just, no, I think it's love of people, love of connecting. I think we're open to learning about each other. Even if we don't want to know or maybe don't want to relate how some people are racist or some people are misogynist, I think we're inquisitive and we yeah, really oh, truly yeah. want to at least understand the other side the thing that opposes us in some cases two years ago i would have said that i think it that it would have been about the bottle yes but i think that yes in the process of that uh you just it's incredibly insanely painful or actually it's it's not painful it's just apparent yeah at how the proximity in which you are with someone every day, day in and day out, day in and day out. And it's like you, you live these people's lives with them. You're, you're talking, you do. you're talking life, you're talking breakups, you're talking, uh, you know, like spats at home. You're yeah. talking about like, Hey man, it's the things that compose us as people, man. Yeah. We are only yeah. love and compassion. My and favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 a, oh man, it's such a good question. Great question. Um, where would Mike G like to see himself in the craft spirits industry one, five, or ten years from now? Mm. That's from Lamar, isn't it? Yeah. Lamar from Dragon. Um, Dragon. Ah, Dragon. I don't know, man. You know, one year seems reasonable, and I've got an announcement I'll make eventually. It's not final yet, uh, and we'll talk about it off the mic, but people will know when it's proper time, and Five years, I don't know. Still doing this, still talking to people, still yeah. being maybe the people, maybe that ultimately, maybe I, I want to be the guy that people want to talk to. You know what I mean? People yeah. want to talk to Howard Stern. They yeah. do. They, they, they seek it out. And in this industry, I want to be the person that people want to talk to. And I want to talk to people. Ten years, you know, the greatest thing or the greatest thought in my mind is that I'll have a palenque in West Texas and I will have a fully sustainable. Distillery of which I can make agave spirits. 
follow-up question, will that have a spare bedroom? <laughs> because I will be there. Dude, it's got to have at least two spare bedrooms. Yeah. That is going to be quite the place. Oh, fuck that, man. But, you I, know. I'd gladly sleep outside in West Texas any day. Yeah. So. It just it, it, the quiet, it, all of that, assuming I don't become insanely self-destructive, which is always looming on my mind, to be honest. But that means I wreck everything. I wreck all my relationships, my friendships, yeah. and stuff. Assuming that that is at bay, then I would, I think that's a brilliant way to live out your later years. Oh, hell yeah. Getting, yeah. you know, distilling, fermenting, growing the agave, you know, that's yeah. really appealing to me. Do you, um, oh man, I just had a thought, um, with regard to just going, well, you said, um, five years or not before god i'm sorry mm. you said um we were talking about well just before the west texas bit you said something that caught my attention and obviously it didn't catch it that well <laughs> but um well it was it the bit about being the guy that people want to talk to yeah, yeah thank you um have you been like going back to like this and the art of of this conversation in this format yeah how is it if we've already spoken about, if we've spoken to archives, if we've spoken to um, like literally catalogs of information right. of human beings that are or near and dear to us professionally and personally, sure. why have the likes of, say, Liquor.com or Imbibe not approached this or embraced this idea? Because I feel like at this point, yeah, I mean, like... Do you, do you want to know the reason? Yeah. I've talked to Imbibe and I've told them, I said, I'll do it for you. Just let me do it. You don't need that. He would have to pay me. Tell me what format you want. I want to do it because I want to be the person again that that is the person that people want to talk to. It's a really simple question, a really simple answer, and that is money. It's all money, man. You know, print, online publications just don't have the revenue streams from ads and or usership that they need, and they can't really go above and beyond to deliver an amazing experience. So. That's when bands form in garages, and that's when they change the goddamn industry. And so I've got our living room. I have a mobile setup. I'll go where it takes to make sure that we capture this time and place. And maybe in Bible notice, I'm talking to some people over there, and I want to do it. I want to be that guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to put you on the spot, but I just, no, that's I what I was just like, question. you know what? Like, yeah. I don't fucking, like, how is that not a thing? It's not easy I mean, I to make know. content, man. You do know, to, to make good content, it's not particularly easy. I mean, you're experiencing a little taste of this and being on the other side of the microphone. It's not, not easy. insanely easy. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, I'm over here, like, I'm kind of, like, right. spinning my head left and right looking at this board. But yeah. It's, um, yeah, I mean, and, and it's not to say, like, and that's, I only, I only ask that question because I think that that's, you're deserving of something like that. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I work. I am actually working <clears throat> hard. I'm not just putzing around. I'm yeah. putting out content regularly for a no, reason. It's, no, it's it's incredible. At the rate of which you've been doing it lately, yeah. absolutely. It's insane. Thanks, man. But I have to ask, like, do you think, like, since we've already asked that question, but hypothetically, yeah. do you think that your, do you think the stuff, like, this, this moment, this intimacy, yeah. um, or the challenge of speaking to somebody, hypothetically speaking, do you think that, you would feel um, directed. Oh, if, right. Yeah. Compromised in a way? Yeah. yeah. I know that if big money, quote unquote, comes in or big publications, quote unquote, come in, that there'll be a format. And 
I still suspect that I can navigate through what is ultimately a pretty sterile format for yeah. most of this stuff to provide a little liveliness to it. Okay. These guys, these brand ambassadors know their shit in and out. They can recite it in their sleep. But getting just a little off brand, just a little bit, but not to the extent of which I would like to conduct them on the show. I think it's possible, man. And, you know, if there's, what's the downside for Imbibe, for, for instance? To say, yeah, no, what do you, what's the objective of Imbibe? Okay, cool. I'll do it. I'll go get the people. Everything's going to be in person. We're not doing any fucking Skype interviews. Cool? Good. Those are my conditions. So, there you go. I think it can happen, man. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be weird on Skype. It would just Oh, I'd, I hate it. That'd be weird. I would never do it. There's no, nothing can replicate what you and I are experiencing right now. No. In this place that smells a certain way. It feels a way. There's a temperature. We're sharing a drink together. I mean, yeah. nothing. You can't push bourbon through a laptop screen. That's, That's right. Fucking not going to happen. As much as you want. Yeah, I'm not I mean, work. you could. I, really... I don't think it's going to be highly effective, but <laughs> just saying. Um, well, to that. What do you think future interviews will do for the industry? Our big boy, mm. Billy, has got that one for you. Billy Hankey, man. Well, that's... I think that that's a great question because if you don't have an objective for the content, how can it be targeted? How can it be specific? How can it be intentional? And I think that... As a just a dude, I'm just a dude, right? <laughs> I know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> that we all want to feel connected, and we all want to feel like we're doing something right. Or if we're not, how do we do it right? And maybe these conversations allow someone that's they have some ambition, right. some career goals. They're not exactly sure as to what the next step is. To learn from all these masters, in a sense, right? Maybe it can be a learning mechanism. And maybe it can be a way for us to commiserate. Maybe it can create a larger community that doesn't have anything to do with brands, but it has to do with how we're feeling. Right. And maybe that is a halcyon, altruistic look at how things should be. But I really think it can be that benefit. I think it can provide that. I think. I think it can. I think perspective is everything. I think there's, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've learned a great deal from yeah. other, I mean, interviews. I remember, um, I think, uh, I, I guess I reflect back to Cosmos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was really ill-prepared for that. That was like the first interview I ever did. Really? Yeah, I would love to reapproach it with Jay. Damn, Yeah, really? it was the first one. I was, that was, it was great, but. Yeah, I thought it was, it was brilliant, I thought. Way better now, though. Well, yeah, but mean, you get better, right? Yeah. I can lift more weight now, so to speak. So, yeah. 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 That's okay. Wow. That's yeah, would have never would have never yeah, seen that. Yeah, it was the one. very first one I ever did. I don't Damn. think Jay knows that either. Oh wow. <laughs> um yeah. God, it didn't seem like that long ago either. I thought, yeah. Yeah, it's All a right, while yeah. ago. Um fucking JP, man. <laughs> <laughs> Juan Pablo de Juan Luera. Pablo. Um Basically, he's. Do you regret interviewing anyone? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, you don't. We don't have to know. No, I don't. Yeah. I think I already touched on those eight minutes of film. Yeah, or yeah, eight yeah, minutes yeah. of audio. Uh, anybody else? Anybody like full interview? Um, maybe. Maybe. You know, let me share. Let me share something. And it, it's not regret in the way that you would think, but there have been a few moments so real, and for me at least, not hopefully not over 
understanding or not like thinking it's bigger than it was there were a few interviews in which it was like intensely connective that it becomes like what's the next step after this you get numbers like <laughs> right no that's what i'm saying and, and like, i i don't ever want to abuse this dynamic because it's pure in itself and i'm not using it as a way to meet it did yes to meet people but not to to further my own personal relationships and stuff but there have been a couple times where it's so real that is an intense connection with people yeah i mean it's hey man i've <laughs> yeah, yeah it's you expect no, me to say that, but. no 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 it's yeah. it's not even a thing it's like it's completely understandable i mean that's yeah. the people who are i don't think that there's a protocol for having a, a, an ability to connect i don't care how fucked up you are right you can connect with somebody that's right you can it's a choice at the end of the day and it, yeah. it, it's simply like if you don't want to connect or if you don't want to have a conversation then you're just then don't you know like exactly so but go, yeah i mean I've had the again the privilege of really connecting with some folks, and you know I've experienced things emotionally. I don't think I ever expected to experience. This is just as revealing for me as it is for them. I think. Oh. All right. What do you think? Um, would you have any advice? I mean, this is this guy's. This is as you said. You know. Yeah. You're lifting some weight, right? Yeah. Um, and this has definitely been a creative evolution from, mm. you know, two years ago mm-hmm. or more. Um, what advice would you have for anyone who uh, was embarking on a new endeavor, whether it be a business or, or just... Oh, is this from Lauren? Yeah, it's from Lauren. Yeah, Lauren's a good friend of mine. She she gives me a lot of credit and I'm just like, she says, the stuff you do, you end up being successful. And I'm like, well... Success to me is a probably a different set of metrics, and maybe it is for other people. But this just goes back to what we said earlier. You can think about doing great things, or you can do great things. Yeah. And are you going to do great things out of the gate? Are you going to be able to conduct an Hell interview no. with someone? Fuck no. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to say, um, uh, 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 and there's going to be pauses. But ultimately, you find your traction, and you can move forward with it. And not believing that you can't move forward is an, an amazing skill. And again, whether that is because of stubbornness or self-centeredness, I don't know. And I don't really care, but I want to keep doing this and I want to make it amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's something that, um, and we've spoken to this off offline a lot. Yeah. Um, just because it's, it's, it's pretty frightening um, where I consider, and I'm generally speaking about the industry. Yeah. Um, are very vocal people. <laughs> yeah, people have shit to say. <laughs> sure, on the reg, right? Yeah, so right. <laughs> it's no, su- it's no surprise when you get on Facebook and you're like, or or you know, Instagram, whatever the fuck, right, you know, right. Like, And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, uh, wow, okay, cool. Oh shit. Yeah. No, no, no. But it's like, but it's more like, here's the thing. Like, do you ever worry about? Do you have a fear of the oversensitive? I mean, I do. You know, because because it's like we can't. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say shit that's real. Well, so okay, this is a great point. So I interviewed Sharon Young, or yeah, Young from Roosevelt Room the other night, and it was a great experience. It was incredibly bare. It was probably the most exposed I've ever felt, and with a guest ever in a chat. And her Chinese heritage is immensely important in how she views the world. 
So for me, that's a very influential characteristic and something that defines maybe the way her perspective is on the whole entire world. Love, career, all like art, everything, right? So to me, it's very important. But I'm a white guy. And no, there was no pushback or anything. But I wanted to focus on that because I think it was really important. She's not only Chinese and traditionally so first generation, but she's also a woman. And for me, those are important combinations and things that people need to understand and kind of try to relate with. But I was thinking, should I should I differentiate Sharon for being Chinese, right? Is that too much? She's a woman. Yes, of course, a powerful woman. But should I even go to the extent to say that Chinese and being Chinese defines her? Right. Right. So who am I to, to do that? But but I did it anyway. And I think it's important. And we get really afraid. And I, with at least with the podcast, have never posted something of which I can't stand behind and that I wouldn't be willing to defend. Besides the one allegation that I was purporting the, the male agenda, besides that, everything else has been incredibly crisp, incredibly resonant, and no one has given me any shit about it. Okay. And we yeah. make, yeah, and we make dumb jokes and we say some shit and that's fine, but like, Otherwise, I feel very, very free to post and call things for what they are. Amazing, terrible. I, we all come from a place, so yeah. you have to, to be able to do that. Yeah, it just, it just, it's something that I, I've actually thought about um, quite a bit, just yeah. in, on your behalf, you know, like just, thinking, <laughs> just yeah. being like, oh my God, man, like what if, you know, oh, somebody dude. could just, so just there's, it seems like there's more energy spent in, in thinking mm. an alternative way to hear a sentence or a thought, mm. you know, or a string of thoughts, as opposed to just being like, I like farts, you know, like a fucking a fart. And, uh, you know, like it just can't be totally. that. Sick. Like people don't want it to be that. Sick. I'm, I'm again, horrifically generalizing. Right no, now. but I know I totally get it. But, you know, here's the thing about podcasts for me. They're not regulated. They are exposed and they are consumed via channels. We come to approve and come to accept. So whether that is Google Play or Stitcher or whatever, right? So let's create content that does push it a little bit. People are, do you know why they go to podcasts? And this is my opinion, beyond being smarter, because the average income for people that regularly listen to podcasts is $10,000 more a year, by the way. Wow. There you go. A fair metric or fair statistic. So they're coming to a place where they don't want to feel judged. They want to listen to what they want to listen to without the moral police or the mile, the moral high ground on the horizon. So for, in a sense, it's counter-revolutionary or revolutionary in itself. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I think it can be that kind of medium. And I, mean, I don't think I'm inflating it too, too much. No, I don't think so at all. Just, um, let's see. Who is... Yeah, so you get to like control the flow of this. Thing. Yeah, I know, and it's like, and it's like, it literally is fucking impossible. I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm like listening to you and being like, yep, okay, yep. what's going on? I gotta turn and look at this That's shit right. real quick. Um, so there was a question that Adam Harris asked, and I think that that is absolutely worth asking because it was the most he he didn't want to ask it. Ah, uh, Adam, <laughs> I'm just reading, buddy. Holy shit, it's a good one. That's yeah, a good one. He's like, "Can I ask that?" I'm like, "Well, you might as well fucking ask it." Okay, so you need to play. <laughs> yeah. F Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill. Fuck yeah, Mary Kill. Yeah. yeah, 
I knew. I just. I was actually sure, gonna. Sure, sure, sure. I've already dropped like ten f bombs. No, it's so good. No, it's, it's not a thing. I just absolutely fine. Fuck Mary Kill. Yep. With three industry trends you've seen this year heading into the next. So trends. Trends. So kill. Fuck a fuck a trend. Marry a trend or kill a trend. Is that right? That's what oh, I like that. With three industry trends. Oh, with three. Yeah, three, yeah. three different ones. Three different ones. Right. So I'm glad you read it to me correctly because I would have named people. <laughs> which, which is that you know that's oh. polarizing. Oh yeah, <laughs> literally had a he full mouth of bourbon when he said that. <laughs> Holy shit! So fuck a trend, as in I'm really really into it. Okay, so tiki is a thing for a reason. And there's a reason I found out why tiki is why it's so great, and that is because it's not pretentious. It is all about inclusion, and it's all about community. So tiki in its richness, its booziness, its dynamics with fruit juice and or syrups will always be fucking like insanely sensational. Yeah. It's a very sensual thing, right? So that makes sense. Yeah, naturally. Naturally. And I don't have any problem and it's no question why people find it amazing in itself. So Mary, what's the thing you want to settle down and marry? You know, there is... I don't care how many more mezcales come to market. There is a cooling, familial, comfortable, transportative feeling that really feels like home with mezcal. So I don't care how much more comes out. It makes me feel okay. And I really like the way it makes me feel. It makes me feel more than okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm underselling it, I'm sure. Yeah. So kill, that's the interesting one. Kill. Well, the word craft is pejorative to me at this point. It is a derogatory term that indicates output, indicates quality, and it's a modifier for a spirit. In other words, it says, you'll love this dude, he's on medicine. You'll love this girl, but she has threats. It's a qualifier. Right. Doesn't have to be. So kill the fucking term. It's stupid anyway. And you and I don't care about it. And potentially... And hopefully most of the consumers do not also care about that. Uh, it's, yeah, but they're using it. Sure. Yeah. They're, I mean, it's it's out there now. They think it's effective market-wise, but it's not. But it's almost, it's borderline socioeconomic now. Sure. It's viewed that way, like in terms of like, oh, it's craft. Oh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'll totally pay $18 for this. Sure. Give me the runs it's for what? a week, but that's yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. Where does it come from? I don't know. Somewhere in Mexico, I think. Yeah, I think Mexico's he said. good, right? Yeah. Artisanal, I think yeah. is the word for it. Oh, that is a term. Oh my God. That's man. the one. Yeah. That's, I mean, Adam, you didn't ask me, buddy, but I got to tell you, I fucking hate that word. Yeah. If, so. If you can, if you ever step away to think that spirits aren't art, then you're truly not looking at the bigger picture. Mezcales are entirely art. Desert spirits are. Whiskies are art. Spirits, for the most part, when crafted with compassion, a compositional paradigm, those are all fucking art. So should just be known, right? You're yeah. a dude. I don't got to call you a dude. You're a dude. Self-evident. Yeah. Okay. I mean, how do you feel? Let me ask you this. This yeah. is just a... Side note here, what in your experiences talking about whiskey now, mm. how do you feel? Are you on board with, I'm not going to name names. Mm. Um, I, I don't even, I don't 
disrespect the idea. I don't, you know, I, I can feel one way or the other about this, but there are a lot of people in the community that have embraced a certain language or dialogue when it comes to whiskeys okay. of the sourced variety. Oh, sure. Who cares? Who cares? But what, do you think that hurts? Do you think that uh, from, from, a, from a consumer perspective, um, do you think that that affects uh, the, the overall quality of a bar? No. In terms of... So, do you know who wrote I'm a Believer? Or sorry, uh, the monkey song, Daydream Believer. Do you know who wrote that song? I would imagine one of the monkeys. Nope. It was a sourced song. Really? You might know the guy who wrote it, in fact. Dude, By don't the name say Stevie of, Wonder. I fuck, he wrote everything for everyone else back then. Neil fucking Diamond. Neil fucking Diamond. Yeah. That so, makes sense. I could see him singing that. Of course. And I, I, it might be I'm a believer, but I think it's Daydream Believer. But the point being, do you hate the monkeys any less because they sang a song you loved? Because someone else wrote it? It's a great analogy, man. No, you don't. It's a brilliant song. It resonates with you and it connects with you. But here's the thing. To that analogy, one could say, dude, fucking cover bands suck like uh depends right well yeah but i mean like let, let, uh, come on spasmatics well but, the, but there's a big difference though the the pro the difference is is that <clears throat> sinead o'connor made a music just a beautiful song nothing compares to you it's one of the greatest ballads of all time it's heart-wrenching it is honest it's exposed even the video itself is visually exposed yeah and you're like, man, it's a beautiful song. Well, then what if I told you Prince wrote it? It's a Prince song. Is it really? Yes. So it's like, oh, wait, does that change your perspective of how you connected with that song for two decades? It shouldn't. You had a feeling, you had a connection with that juice, that song. Why would you go back and erase history because of your moral high ground? It's okay that the greatest <laughs> distillery in America is not from Kentucky. It's okay. Even if I like the flavor profiles better from Wild Turkey or Buffalo Trace or Heaven Hill especially, like it doesn't matter. Right. Just enjoy and be in the moment. Stop fucking thinking about it so much. Hey Amen, man. Yeah. I'm I mean, I I'm, I'm barely I'm hanging on to brain cells at this point. <laughs> physically with my own hands like, "Ah, oh, god." Well, so all right, so let me paste this for you so we're just over the hour mark. Yeah. And you can, you know, there's many different ways to take this. So you can find a concluding question. You can find two concluding questions. But, you know, again, I don't want to be too self-involved here. And I'm not going to make any, everybody listen to this shit for too, too long. No. It's, it's okay. been a good banter this no, far. No, fucking, I've enjoyed it, man. I just, yeah. We could do this shit every day. You know that. I know it. Um, okay. Okay, so we're going to finish up with, I'm going to give you two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you uh, Jessica Ramirez mm. lovely Jessica um, what is an unexpected trend you see in current day cocktails that you would have never imagined possible 5, 10 or even 20 years ago 20 <laughs> is a thick that's a little much a, well, I wasn't even alone yeah, no, I was, yeah. <laughs> Not I was fucking 8 because, Jessica yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, well the people are using lethal things I, I love and also hate that because due diligence isn't really a thing when you talk about ingredients that you're sourcing yourself that aren't coming out of a bottle that you buy through Class B, that you're like, I'm going to use charcoal. Okay. 
I'm going to use a marijuana tincture. Okay, fine. I'm very open to all of this stuff, but you have no idea about the ramifications of these things, right. such as dry ice, the same kind of thing, right? So that's the trend that, that I like and also don't like is that overthinking it got us to a point where we felt like we needed to use carbon, carbon powder, carbon, carbon whatever we're using, micronized carbon, right? Like, did we really need to, to use that? You could just use black dye if you're looking for the aesthetic. This shit's completely unimportant when it comes to a cocktail because what's the one thing that counts with a cocktail? There's only one thing. Does it taste good? That's fucking right. Does marijuana make a cocktail taste good? No. Would you rather smoke? Why would I want to put marijuana on my cocktail? Right, when you can smoke it separately, right? So I, it's, it doesn't make sense to me. I think it's fucking pandering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of like, oh, you think I'm a dumbass. You're right. like, oh, hey, man, get the one with the marijuana in it. It's fucking right. awesome. Right. You know, like, no. <laughs> if Why, I mean, like, and it's cool, like, the, I mean, if, if it's done right, right, however they're doing it. But you it's know? still your right. I mean, we're, this is, we're talking hypothetically because we're talking about an example of something. Sure. But, you know, like, yeah, why not? Uh, it, I, oh, man, that that is something that that is that scary. It is. Because I mean, you could die. Doing... You could just like simply <laughs> die. I thought I was getting a whiskey, but I died. Right. Like That's a fucking <laughs> terrible thing. Just drink the thing. We're already poisoning messing. ourselves. Right. But in a good way. In a good way. In a great yeah, way. In an amazing oh my way. God. Speaking of that, hear me that guy. The Maker's Barrel for seven grand. Dun, 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 now, I'm, I mean, you guys nailed it with this one at 55%. And I'm warming up to it profoundly as we keep continuing to sip it. But it's, yes, it's not hard. I go on the road because I, there's some some level that I know that I might die and get in a wreck. Right? Totally. Right. Not drinking a goddamn cocktail. Not eating sushi. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where the guy doesn't know how to cut the fugu. I don't expect to die and then like have to make amends with my family and my life within 24 years. Shouldn't be that complicated. All because you had shouldn't. that marijuana cocktail. Right. Or a tobacco cocktail. Ugh. Ridiculous. Tobacco's not, I, I think. You still kill it, dude. Nicotine, though. Yeah, that's Learned true. Learned how in spy school. It's true. But I think that at the same time, I mean, preparation is everything. Tobacco is probably least, I don't know. I've never, I've done it now. I've experimented personally. I've never served anyone anything with tobacco in it. Now, there is a bar in town that obviously does. They have a mm. magical recipe for it, and it's brilliant. But, um, yeah. He's been working on that shit for years, though. Yeah. It takes a while. Yeah, man. I just, That's the thing. Yeah. It, <laughs> I think, I think, I, yeah, I feel you, man. Um, yeah. That trend is, uh, is there any other trend, do you think? Is there anything else that you? I mean, I did all the same stuff anybody else thinks, flavored whiskeys or it's great that they're trying, but there's no point. There's no real place for that in our narrative and our experiences with people. Besides Fireball, which is the main success and probably the only success in that category, I don't think we need it. You know, let's just stay pure. I think that's ultimately what people want. That's why they go to podcasts to get their content so they can go in a place that's isolated. <laughs> I'm serious, right? Yeah. It, it, it is. They want, I think that the exploration of content and you discovering it yourself is the key right now and that's what god forbid use the word millennials but i think that's what people are looking for they don't want to be fed anything honey whiskey fuck you i'm gonna go drink single barrel blah 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 it's dusty behind seven grand like that's what people are really trying to do i think 
what do you say to someone on on your side of the bar yeah. that says something to the effect of on the subject of whiskeys? I don't I don't do brown liquors. I don't do that. I'd ask them why. Okay, and I I just don't. It's just not my thing. What do you do? <laughs> I do. I deal with this shit all the time. I do uh, Ruby Red. I do, and I hate to I just. This is literally that right. that that accent is just. That's my idiot fun accent. Sure. It's not Gilmer Pyle shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm not up here like long live the Confederacy. It's not like that. It's right. Just, yeah, but. Just yeah, to, that's a difficult thing. It's just a, deflect them with a question, right? So I'm just curious to see your perspective. Yeah, so I only drink this thing. Cool. Do you like things that are delicious? Yeah, I do. Do you like things that make you feel something? Yeah, no, that sounds pretty good. Emotional connectivity. Can I provide that for you? Do you trust me just a little bit so I can make you something that truly will change your night? You're like, okay, I won't say no to that. And then you go and take your liberties. Always appeal to the psychology and always appeal to the emotions. It's, to me, that's the way to do it. Yeah, man. But what do I know? Yeah, no. I don't know <laughs> shit. You ain't shit. I ain't shit. Um, okay, man. Let's, uh, let me, oh, let me, let me. Uh... So we, this is great. So we have a way, we have a final question. Yeah. That I like this. No, go ahead and scroll through. I'll, yeah, I'll guide through and I'll just talk a bunch while you do all of this stuff uh, there was 20 questions great participation from everybody i asked and i yeah. it's it's just been lovely engaging with you. these man. questions are fucking amazing man. Great, like yeah. these are this should be i mean as much as honestly i mean they're not necessarily all industry related but not at all um i will ask you well i don't know man there's uh it's hard what's the swan song here how do you go out well, we've been talking. We were talking about specifically to whiskeys and cocktails and mm-hmm. trends. So I could finish with this one. And oops, excuse me, um, if there is one classic cocktail that you wish you had invented, mm. what would it be and why? Uh, in other words, why do you think uh, or why do you wish you had invented the Manhattan, for example? Right, right. Um, and what were your fictional circumstances behind its creation? Aaron Kushner from Time Out Austin. That's yeah. a brilliant creative writer centric question whenever you figure out the trinity of chords in a 12 bars blue song or 12 bar blue song or you find the perfect pop melody three is always the it's always the perfect number nirvana cream um you can talk about some other bands but i for me with as much passion and as much happiness as i've got out of daiquiri yeah, I know everybody says this shit, but you Man. know what? I it, you know what? It doesn't even matter. Sweet citrus booze. I don't care if you're making a sidecar. Just take the Quantra out. If you wanted to keep it to three, right? Yeah. For the orange liqueur, fine, fucking fine. But what would be the circumstances? This is a better question, I think. Yeah, for the daiquiri, if you had invented it, yeah. Oh, what would shit, that be man. like? Go on. <laughs> I think that, like any great supple cocktail. Yeah, we had, and I say this just projecting, but we have a role behind the bar. And some people have told me that role is to get people laid. That's great. Yeah, man, I was about to say, there better be, <laughs> better be hot bitches in this story. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's more than that. I think it's a great drink disarms us. 
it allows us to truly connect with ourselves, even if it's not who we're with, right? We're at a bar top just by ourselves. A great cocktail brings all of those curtains down and you start to connecting with people. And so if I ever had the privilege or the opportunity to create something that just allowed people to be honest and transparent with each other. Daiquiris do that. They do. They absolutely do that. That's that's what I want. I wish till this day that I had a YouTube reaction video that I, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I don't do that, by the way. Yeah. But it's the first time I ever mm. thought about doing it to watch my wife have a daiquiri for the first time. It's, it's fucking. It was insane. It's romantic. Yeah. You know. It I mean, it's like watching Citizen Kane for the first time. Right. Which you know. Well, it's not apocalypse now, but yeah. but whatever we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can digress. But that's but that's the thing. So to if we could tie all of this stuff together, it's that all we all everybody all anybody fucking wants is to be loved and to love and to connect with people without having to apologize for it. I want to say what I need to say. I don't want you to just mock me, and I don't want you to scorn me and give me that fucking squinty-eyed thing i just want to be me and in essence all that is is punk rock sheet that's Hell it yeah, man just live exist do what you want to do and have a good time that's it that's all that's all there is yeah and perhaps this is like <laughs> yeah that's all there needs to be yeah. rather yeah that's right and maybe this is the end of the world's end i just did watch that lately Oh, we shit. just want to get high and loaded and do what we want. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. So we traversed through multiple questions, and I, I am really appreciative that people wanted to participate, that they wanted to ask these questions. No, maybe I forced them. I don't care. It was great, and we're gonna get, we're gonna do another hundred, and we'll see what three hundred looks like. And hell yeah, you know, man! Sharing this maker seven grand barrel, brilliant, and you did a wonderful job. I wasn't alone, but yeah, I yeah. Was, um, I was. It was an it was an extraordinary opportunity. So just it was good, man. We're gonna have to do it again. I yeah, you. man. And I, and I am taking pictures. Uh. Hey. <laughs> thank you, Sheed. No, man. Thank you. This is an amazing. I, I'm honored that you would even ask me to to even do this. This is incredible. I figured you would have had like you know, um, somebody <laughs> somebody way more distinguished and and more classy and more there, everything. There there are no more. Distinguishing classy. I, there's, there's some classy motherfuckers. I met some fuckers, I, I assure you. So Classy. But I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Um, yeah, this is uh, Show to V. Yeah. 200. Two. 200. 100. 100. Oh, man. Paying homage. Everybody stay safe from the hurricane and all that shit, yeah? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Get gas. I can't. Why are we getting gas, by the way? There's people. I there are gas stations all the way here. They were, they were literally out of gas. Strange. <laughs> it's like. And it's like there's just squalls in and about town, but people are driving around like the traffic was incredible. And yeah. it's, it's, what the fuck, man? Settle uh, down. Well, salute. Salute. Got it. There we go. Thank you. Oh, man. Well, there we have it. Over 200 episodes and going strong. It was a great experience sipping that seven grand private select barrel from Maker's Mark. Great whiskey great conversation great host she thank you so much for doing this man he did an exceptional job is great getting the participation from people that have been on the other side of it you know i get this chance to ask people all these questions for an hour and sometimes they want to ask me questions and you know again maybe it's self-centered 
Maybe it's self-aggrandizing, but all in all, it's a great experience to share, and I am such a proponent of sharing and being honest and being transparent, and I hope that you that listen to the show get to learn things, you feel optimistic, you feel like you can accomplish great things, and that there are people out there, a great network, a great community in this hospitality industry that can support you. That's really all this is about, and I really am so very, very thankful. I mean, this has been just an amazing experience and I do not ever take it for granted. And I hope I can bring you a hundred more episodes, so many great people to talk to, so many great personalities. And it's just been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Show to V with Mike G. And no matter who is on your list of the people you would love to interview, have yet to have the chance, or if you're thinking Black Mirror is really going to fuck up my week if I keep watching it, the mental exhaustion just to deal with that show, please keep thinking.